right. Hello. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN, and we are live in the Skyline studio uh, here until 4. And it is a uh, t- it's Tuesday, right? It's a Tuesday morning. And um, Herb Weisbaum is going to join us. He is our consumer man, and uh, he is a consumer reporter for K- uh, KOMO and Checkbook.org, and he uh, will help with any consumer uh, questions that you have or concerns, and we'll talk about some of the consumer news uh, coming up. Hey, what are you snobby about? We're going to talk about that. Uh, so a guy was arrested for swimming in a, in a Bass Pro Shop fish tank, which I just don't uh, understand. We'll talk about, about that, too. Uh, our number is 312-981-7200. Uh, but we want to start off uh, here with our first guest is um, Mickey Sudo. She's a champion competitive eater. Which I always find fascinating. We got the July Fourth, Nathan. Uh, that hot, it's it's happening, right, Tom? I mean, obviously, it's going to be like safe. It's going to be distance and all that stuff, but it is happening. Yeah, it will be happening. Okay. Um. So, uh, uh, Mickey is a a champion competitive eater. She's currently ranked number six of the top fifty competitive eaters in Major League Eating by Major League Eating. Number one ranked female competitive eater, six-time Nathan Hot Dog Eating Contest winner, women's competition. She holds many other records that we're going to get into. Um, so let's welcome Mickey uh, to the show. Hi, Mickey. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, no, it's my, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. How did you get into competitive eating? Um, I've always loved food, um, but I only discovered that I had a big appetite in my first year in college. I had a really limited dining plan, so I could only swipe into the cafeteria like so many times per week. So I had to make every visit really count and eat like three meals <laughs> a day, three meals yeah, for that day in one meal. Um, so, that, but then, uh, you know, later in life, I came across the restaurant challenge. They were offering $1,500 for finishing 12 pounds of Vietnamese noodle soup. Some of my friends, you know, I'd gone in and tried and failed. Um, and I just thought, you know, that's an awesome, super fun way to just make some easy money. And um, nobody expected me to collect the jackpot, but I did. And uh, the restaurant put me on a billboard right off the Las Vegas Strip. Wow. So that drew all sorts of weird attention and snowballed into a life of its own. Here we are today. There it is. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that really is amazing. Uh, I want to talk about some of the records. Um, and um and you know you end up you you lived in Japan for a while. What was that like for you? You were growing up. Good. Um, we lived in Japan from the time I was four to the time I was around eleven, almost twelve, and then we moved to Hawaii. But yeah, I grew up in Japan. Um, yeah, my sister and I grew up speaking Japanese. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's why I enjoy all sorts of food, and yeah. I still love traveling to this day. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. Now, I, it says here that you actually competed in sumo competitions when you were eight. Uh, oh, God. That hasn't come up in an interview in a while. But, yeah, that was my first <laughs> random competitive sport. I think I was in the second grade in Japan. And I don't know, whatever the, the division, whatever weight class or grade level division I was in, I got second place in, like, the district or something. Wow. Uh, yeah. I kept that trophy until I swear I'd lost my thought. I was probably eighteen, and I don't know where you know where it ended up. It's just like gone now. But that would be that would be awesome to have. Yeah, that's pretty. That's, and, so. that's pretty interesting. But you've you've led a pretty interesting life there, Miki. 
Mickey? No, I mean, it just seems like all par for the course. You know, today I had, um, you know, today I started my morning off with some cardio, you know, work off some extra calories, that COVID-15. And then I went back and I, you know, got a little bit cleaned up and I had some interviews and then did a photo shoot. And then I, there was a news crew that came by while my boyfriend and I ate 50 hot dogs each. I, it was just, I mean, isn't that a normal day for everybody? Yeah, that sounds completely normal. <laughs> That sounds completely, completely normal. Uh, so you've been, uh, you, how many times have you competed in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest? Uh, since 2014, so I've won every year uh, that I've participated in it. So wow. 2014, so yeah, this has been six years counting, so in a few days I'll be going for my seventh belt. Tell me about, uh, tell me about what the experience of being part of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is like. What's it, well, I mean, it's got to be crazy, right? Oh, my gosh. And, you know, up until last year, I was saying, you know, it wouldn't be the 4th of July if I weren't standing on stage at Coney Island in front of tens of thousands of screaming fans while eating hot dogs. And I think that until, you know, about a week and a half ago, that was the reality that it was very much a reality that we weren't going to have the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. So, I mean, you know, I've always said Coney Island's like my home on that day. Yeah. Um, you know, sure, I was born in New York and I did my first year of college in New York. But, you know, I, I feel so tied to uh, just to Coney Island because that's it's not just where I go every year. It's, it's a competitive meeting kind of become part of my identity at this point, And that's the Super Bowl of competitive meeting. So, um, yeah, no, being in Coney Island is, is everything to me. It's, it's Definitely. I mean, it's definitely been a huge part of my life and that, you know, winning's great and all that. But I mean, along the way, I picked up the love of my life. I mean, two years ago on July 4th, I met Mick Weary, who's also a competitive eater, ranked number eight, um, you know, and. So you're <laughs> both you're both competitive eaters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And now we just live a, a, a largely normal life. But. Um, on the circuit, we compete against each other, and you know how does that how, how does how does that how does that work? You guys compete against each other. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, it's a lot of fun for the most part. We get to practice and train, and it makes every win you know just that much more rewarding. And it's really nice to have somebody who can relate to all the stresses and ups and downs that come with a competitive eater's routine. So that's fun. Um, last year, we were actually really close in terms of performance. Like, I beat him by half a street taco in one contest, and the next week he beat me by half a bratwurst. You know? <laughs> so it's, so we, we get to go back and forth, and uh, that's what makes it even more fun. Not only can we relate, we're actually really close in terms of ability. Well, tell me about, so. first of all, tell me about Major League Eating. What's Major League Eating? So Major League Eating is the organization, or I guess the governing body that, um, sanctions all of our events. Um, they're the ones who, you know, make sure the sponsors' needs are met, that the brand's well taken care of, that the eaters eat under safe and, you know, mainly safe conditions. Um, I, I can't really say ideal because what's really ideal about eating you know, hot dogs for 10 minutes in the blistering sun. Yeah. But um, they're the ones who make sure that all the media requirements are met, that, you know, Sponsors are taken care of. Eaters are eating under safe conditions. The crowd has a good time. Um, and then they do the ranking, too. And then there's fun guys in the straw hats that do the emceeing. So there's a lot of um, on-stage stuff that they do and a lot of behind-the-scenes things that they do. That sounds great. So, uh, what's the, yeah. What is the competitive eating circuit like? And it, and it, and it goes. does it go year-round? Uh, it's year-round in that we don't have any designated breaks. But all of our events are 
clustered around the warmer months because they're typically held outdoors. Right. So you'll see a lot of events that run, you know, from April through October. There's some outliers, but definitely the busiest months are going to be your May, June, July, August. And what kind so now of- we're in the height of competitive eating season, and uh, you know we're all itching to compete again. And and so so uh, uh, so that's the whole season. It's it, it it's usually just around the summer months or the warmer months. Pretty much. I mean, but you know, uh, I think the earliest contest that I've done is a February uh, chili cookoff in Orlando that was held a number of years in a row. Uh, I've done. I want to say, yeah, into December they have a shrimp cocktail eating contest in Indianapolis uh, as part of the, uh, what is it, the Big Ten Conference? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, sorry, the exact sports uh, event surrounding it kind of skips my mind. But, uh, yeah, in the, in, the height of win- in the middle of winter, they'll hold a shrimp cocktail eating contest outdoors. So um, that's freezing. So there are definitely events year-round. Just most of them are yeah. in the warmer months. Um, so um, the, the, the major league eating, they do the, they do the, uh, rankings as well. You said they do. Yeah. And, um, sorry, I, I didn't mention we have contests all across the country. Um, and sometimes we will have an event now and again, internationally, which is, those are a lot of fun too. Um, but they hold events all across the country and, um, yeah, throughout the year and people can sign up. Of course, red eaters are given priority. Um, but yeah. How, uh, really quick, how do you, how does one become a competitive eater? Uh, I mean, a path to it, I guess. And some people just like calling themselves competitive eaters because they want to, you know, give themselves some <laughs> some I don't know, cool sounding nickname. Um, but I would say to be a legitimate competitive eater, is take it seriously. You probably have to make a decent amount of money, and for that, you have to compete against other people. Yeah, people who just compete against themselves, eating large portions at restaurants in front of the camera, um, are entertainers in their own right, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, competitive eaters compete, at, at, you know, against other people. So yeah. sign up for a contest. Maybe, you know, get your feet wet by doing restaurant challenges if you have a, a knack for it. But, sure. you know, really put your money where your mouth is and go get the best put world. Your- sign up at majorleagueeating.com and you'll find us at the table with us. Uh, yeah. To find yourself at the table with us. Did you really just say put your money where your mouth is? Yeah. <laughs> I did not laugh. <laughs> okay, hang on. Hang on, Mickey. Uh, Mickey Sudo is with us. Uh, she is a champion competitive eater, and she's got some insane records, and uh, we're going to talk more about it. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, upcoming July 4th is going to be the Nathan's uh, Hot Dog Eating Contest, and she'll be there. 312-981-7200 is the phone number on WGN. Nick DeGilio on 720 WGN. We are live in the Skyline studio here until 4, as we are every uh, weekday night into morning. Um, And uh, we are going to be talking with our good friend Herb, the consumer man, Weissbaum, who will help you out with any of your consumer questions or concerns. And we'll talk about consumer news as well. Um, We're going to talk about uh, what are you snobby about? So we'll, (laughs) and uh, people whose lives were ruined by winning the lottery. So, and lots of other uh, topics here uh, on 720 WGN. 312-981-7200. That's the number. Uh, Mickey Sudo is my uh, my guest. She is a, com- a champion competitive eater. 
And uh, we're coming up on the Nathan's uh, Hot Dog. Uh, now, how are they going to do it this year? Um, so there are going to be a bunch of things that are different this year. We're not going to be competing in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be competing under all sorts of different social distancing guidelines. So um, we're going to be at least six feet apart. There, the number of people per room is going to be limited. So um, I'm trying to envision what this top secret you know, uh, climate-controlled venue might look like. But from what I understand, you can have, you can only have so many people, and that's competitors, uh, EMTs, cameramen included, mm. uh, play, you know, spaced out strategically. I don't know, along and short of it, I just need to eat the hot dogs in front of me, and that's all that, you know, that I have to be concerned <laughs> with at that moment. Um, it's going to really, it's going to be different not being able to, you know, feed off the crowd. Right. You know, it, there's, a, there's a certain level of energy that, you know, people bring to the table when, you know, when they're screaming your name. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, I keep reminding myself on the upside, we're going to be indoors. I'm not going to be under, you know, the blistering heat. Um, you know, with a billion percent humidity. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be all. It's gonna be gonna be a little bit different uh, because of the social distancing guidelines. The field's limited, so there are only gonna be six men competing, and the women's contest has five women. Um, which doesn't really affect me in terms of competition a whole lot. Uh, unfortunately, the number two ranked female, Michelle Lesko, who's also my great friend. Um, in real life, um, is not going to be able to join us at the table because she lives in Arizona, and because of quarantine restrictions, she's not going to make it to New York. Oh. And yeah. yeah, so it, it, that's a bummer. You know, I'm not going to have the, that girl. The girl has been pushing me for all these years. Yeah. I'm really just going to have to dig deep and really look to break that world record, you know, on my own, without a crowd and without anybody really, you know, without the girl who's been coming in second place all these years. Yeah. Wow. And you just mentioned that she's a really good friend of yours. What's the uh, mm-hmm. it, it, what, competitive eating uh, world? Are you guys all, do you guys all know each other? Are you all friends? For the most part, um, at least in, in terms of major league eaters, I'd say so. Because, you know, there are only so many contests on the circuit every year, and the same people tend to go after the prize money. So we'll, we'll cross paths. Not everybody gets along. We're not all best friends, but you have some really strong alliances. You have some great friendships. You have relationships like you know mine and Nick's that developed from major league eating. Uh, and then you've got rivalries and personality types that just don't mesh. Um, what's what's what, how, how do you <laughs> say people don't like him? <laughs> uh, how do you how do you prepare what, what, to, for the for the for the contest? So my practice and preparation is twofold. I really like going into big events. Um, feeling physically fit and what I consider my fighting weight. And that's not a, a hard and fast number. I just like competing, feeling light and lean. Like I could, you know, maybe jog around the block a few times without getting winded. Yeah. Um, so I like to do a lot of cardio in the morning. Again, you know, I live with a personal trainer, so I take advantage of that once in a while, the lift weights. Yeah. Uh, and then the other part of that is practicing with food. Like today was my third and final practice with hot dogs, and that's every bit as fun as it sounds. Yeah. You cook up 10 minutes worth of hot dogs, you eat for 10 minutes, and then you clean up, assess your performance. That's um, it, yeah. So, yeah. And luckily, again, I've got practicing partners, sparring partner, yeah. right here in my own household. So, I, you know, I've got all the tools that I need right here at my fingertips. I'm pretty lucky. And um, 
so some of the other foods that you've eaten uh i've got here this is this one here i can't i can't even imagine this you ate eight and a half pounds of kimchi Oh, I love that one! <laughs> right here, right here in this city in Chicago at the Chicago yeah, Korean Festival. Yeah, Korean Festival. And you did mm-hmm. it! You did it in six minutes. What? 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 Yeah, I'm surprised it was a six minute contest. Uh, yeah, no, I love kimchi. Uh, it, but then again, it's it's meant to be eaten as a side dish or as a topping. It's not a it's not something that you ram down your throat by the pound. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess my you know. I, I like kimchi, and that probably helped me through the event. But also, it was just a really great time. Um, yeah, I remember that event well, and that victory was even more sweet because Sonia Thomas uh, really thought that she had that, that victory in the bag that day. Um, and just to get to, to beat her at something that she kind of took for, she kind of took that win for granted um, was pretty nice. Yeah. I love kimchi too. I don't know if I could eat eight and a half pounds of it though. Uh, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. No. <laughs> uh, what about this ice cream? Short form, sixteen and a half pints of vanilla ice cream at the Indiana State Fair in six minutes. Yeah, that that's a that's another one that's hard for me to to wrap my head around. Um, and I was full, but I was more it was, I was more concerned because my body temperature just seemed to fall through. Uh, I don't know. I just dropped out of nowhere, and uh, yeah. I needed to drink some coffee to warm up really quickly. I was kind of worried about that. Yeah, but that was a fun event. I think. Um, I don't know. That's when your your personal. <laughs> I, I think I, I just really didn't want to lose to the guy who was uh, getting for second place. So uh, when your like personal feelings can just you know push give you that extra edge. Right. Right. And that's when you know. You, when your your dislike for losing um, is even stronger than your affinity for winning. Did you uh, did you get a did you get a uh, um, the old free brain freeze when you uh... <laughs> brain freeze? But I felt like my sides were twitching after the contest. Is that right? A little bit, yeah. I know. God, six, uh, Sixteen and a half pints of ice cream. I can't even. Wow. Yeah, from what I understand, as long as you don't let the roof of your mouth chill. You could avoid brain freeze. I'm not sure if there's any truth to that, or I was just too busy thinking about other things. To be yeah. About yeah. Brain freeze. Do you have any yeah. other? Do you, do you have any other favorite uh, competitions that you uh, that you appeared in? Uh, just to round out the world records, I also ate 14 pounds of wild rice hot dish casserole, and then it was like a creamy rice. I don't know. It's like the consistency of mashed potatoes, almost. Um, that was another world record and a lot of fun. 14 oh. pounds. 14 pounds. Yeah, that was really fun because I, I think I, I beat some people that people didn't. I beat some competitors that people didn't expect me to to win against. So that was a, a surprise victory. Mm. Um, on one of that, um, and then on the sweet side, I've done able skiers, which are these Danish pancake balls. A lot of fun. I really enjoy chicken wings and baby back ribs. Oh, I bet. Contests. You can eat a lot without getting really full. Yeah. Chicken, chicken wings. How many? What's your what's your what's your record for chicken wings? Uh, my record for chicken wings, uh, two ten. I think is what I did. Two hundred and ten chicken wings. Uh, two hundred fifteen. My these numbers are being sent to me right now. Uh, two hundred fifteen, and that was in Lake Tahoe at the Hooters World Wing Eating Championship. But you know, I think that was only good for fifth place. It was only good for fifth place. Wow. So that was a stacked field. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't my day. 
Wow. Uh, this is just uh, amazing to me. So you're looking forward to I mean, It's going to be a little bit weird because it's going to be so different on the 4th, but you're still looking forward to downing those hot dogs, right? Oh, absolutely. And personally, I feel like I'm going to have my best year yet. I've been doing this for six years, but um, I feel like I'm going in happier and healthier and more focused than ever. Yeah. So um, I, I don't doubt that. I'm definitely going to do better than last year. 31 was pretty embarrassing. It was enough to win, but that was not um, my proudest moment. Um, I, I'm confident that I'm in the best, my personal best. I'm going to be better than my personal best of 41 in 10 minutes. And I think I'm going to be toppling the world record of 45 in 10 minutes. Is, 10 uh, minutes, uh, is, is your boyfriend competing as well? He's not going to be competing. Again, because of the limited stage, they could only pick oh, I um, see. Okay. six people, yeah. uh, six guys. And if it were strictly based on performance, he'd be there. But there were a lot of factors that went into sure. the, yeah. The, yeah. the selection. Yeah, that um, makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, listen, it, listen, Mickey, it was so much fun talking to you. Um, and, and congratulations on all the records. And I wish you the best of luck on uh, the 4th. Thank you so much. I'd love to follow up after I get my seventh belt. There you go. You got a, Do you have a website that people can check out? Not yet. I should probably set one up. Oh. But they can follow me on social media. At, um, well, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Sudo. Uh, Nick and I put up a lot of joint content, 10-pound sushi roll, 20-pound Sunday, stuff like that. <laughs> um, and on social media, my handle is at OMG. It's Mickey. Okay. And that's M-I-K-I. Correct. That's right. Okay, Mickey, it was a real pleasure. Best of luck to you on the 4th, okay? Have a good night. Thanks for having me. Okay, take care. Wow. 14 pounds of wild rice hot dish in eight minutes. Eight and a half pounds of kimchi in six minutes. 16 and a half pints of vanilla ice cream in six minutes. I can't. I can't. I can't even. And she wants to break her personal record at Nathan's with 41 hot dogs. 41. You're a big guy. Can you eat 41 hot dogs? You know, I, I can't say I've ever tried. I can't say I've ever tried. Yeah. But you know what? I think I should try to follow in Mickey's footsteps. It's just nuts. It's just, it's so much fun, though. It's so much fun. I'm glad they're still doing it. It's going to be weird, and it's going to be different this year, but I'm glad that, that, that they're still doing it. It's a tradition. You can't have a 4th of July without the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. You must. Yeah. You must have it. God, that's funny. Uh, okay, we're going to break here, and uh, we want to talk about uh, best competitive eating competitions. We're going to do that when we get back here on 720 WGN.